0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Scale Riders podcast, representing that model car culture from around the world. This is episode 193. I go by Brando Commando 1986. what's up guys brando here again i'll share some of my current and recent projects with you here um i recently finished a jeep from Ravel, the jeep rubicon for the box stock build-off for now or never build-off uh, turned out pretty good um it's the second one i have made i uh tried something new on it um I've had some questions about the paint process, so I'll share that with you. Um, since I don't have any of that recorded on my Instagram page, so. Um, and so us see. to start, you know, prep the body, primed it out, gave it a silver base coat. And then with uh, Createx colors, fluorescent green, I gave it a coat of that. And then um, on standby in the garage, I had a bucket of water ready to go nice and clean and uh, a bottle of all dish power wash soap I think it's called (laughs) like a uh, soap uh, dish detergent so what you do is you basically just spray that on the on the uh, color that you have and then spray over it Uh, what I used was Um, in enamel from Krylon the gloss black I sprayed that over the uh the power wash spray and then I dunked it into the water gave a little shake kind of like when you're hydro dipping and pulled it out of there and that prevented the black from adhering to parts of the green looks really interesting um I've had a lot of input on what it looks like. I personally feel like it looks like you're looking through a microscope into like a plant of some kind. It's really different and unique but I'll let you decide. You tell me what it looks like. I've got it there pinned on the top of my page for now. So there's that. Um, I matched the interior and the wheels and such. All little details here and there. I tried to match it out. Overall, I had, I had fun with it. I did it in pretty good timing, too. Didn't take me very long, so <clears throat> I'm happy with that. Um, I admire this kit a lot. It's a curbside, you know, as many of you know who've built it. Um, it doesn't have an engine or anything, but it's a it's a nice, easy, quick kit if you want results real quick. I I really enjoy it. I think I have another one to build, maybe two. I don't know. But, uh, so yeah, there's that. Before I move on, uh, another quick tip I could share with you guys that I learned through Instagram. I forget who posted it, but I was trying to give them credit. But basically, if you have a wheel like the Rubicon wheels here that have the studs coming out of them, you can take a drink coaster, or what I used was a thin piece of foam from Hobby Lobby, And you can brush whatever color you'd like on to the foam or the drink coaster and smear it out real good nice and thin and then impress those studs with you know with your fingers you you put the part down where you want the paint on the studs and you push it in just slightly um and you can paint all your studs at once i used to paint them all by hand oh so patiently and um This is a way better process. I wanted to share that with you guys. And then say for like the studs in the wheel, what I like to use is uh, just the end of a toothpick. And a lot of times I'll sharpen it to my liking to make the tip a certain size. So little, little tricks there for small details, figured I would share with you guys. Moving along, I'm also working on an Integra for an Integra build off. There's about 10 of us in that. Uh, I wanted to go all out with this one, so, or at least further than normal. So, uh, I tried something new on it with the paint as well. Um, It's something that I saw Jay Walker Designs pull off on a recent build. Jesse Walker there, he did the forged carbon look, and I was really impressed, so I wanted to give it a shot myself. And, um, I don't know if it looks exactly like it. I I've never seen it in person, and I've only done enough research since seeing his work, and then ever since I've done it, I've been led to a couple other builders who've tried it and accomplished it very well. And um, so I'm trying to perfect that with time. I like how it looks though overall. It's almost like maybe even fiberglassy. I don't know. I've been told also a urban camo look so either way though it's kind of flashy and stands out it's one of my more wild paint jobs so but I'm happy with it um let's see I got some plans for that I uh I started on the body first you'll see in my posts if you visit my page um uh I did the trim work I got the I got the body and the trim work done a few other little things to do to it but real quick too what I'll share with you guys for my trim all that trim work that goes around your windows and such you know that's a painstaking process for for a lot of people myself included and I have a couple of ways I like to do it well one I don't like to do so much but it's faster and that's just doing it by hand um just freehanding it with a nice pointy small straight Uh, brush and um just a nice steady hand it just takes a lot of practice but you can get a nice straight line if you just practice it kind of makes me want to attempt pinstriping kind of i don't know (laughs) I, i wonder if i could pull it off though possibly i just have to have the right equipment which i do not have so nor the right paint i'd imagine so but anyways um my the process i typically use is i'll put I'll take Tamiya tape, the yellow, and lay it down over all the trim, and in, ho- in hopes also that the trim has a nice deep crevice between it and the and the body of the body panels. Sometimes, like on this Integra, they're notorious for not having a deep crevice on the A pillar on the driver's side. So, uh, sometimes, like on this one, I will scribe it. So I'm not great at scribing. So. Um, <clears throat> I got away with it this time <laughs> but I'll lay some tape down and uh, take a toothpick it's kind of dulled out, not too sharp kind of round it out and I'll make an indentation along that tape line that, that, uh, that you'll see when you lay it over over your trim and then I take uh, and get a nice new Exacto acto blade um, if not, at least really sharp but the newer the better, sort of like with BMF. And then I'll cut all that excess away. And then I'll remove the tape from the trim. So then I'll go about masking pretty much the whole body. I usually don't skimp out on that. I'll mask the whole body up just to avoid any overspray. It's a lot of tape. Sometimes I'll use paper if I can just let it drape over um, safely, protecting the body. Uh, and then give it a spray with whatever color want i usually use flat black i've moved on to just regular 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 black there's a few versions of black from vallejo paints so i have them all here it seems by accident almost so but nato black typically i use this uh regular black if I can find the number for you guys real quick it's pretty good stuff it's uh, a 71.057 straight up black good stuff so um So yeah, from there, um, peel your tape or layer clear, um, and then peel your tape. It depends what finish you want on your trim. So on this specific build, I painted it freehand and, uh, went with some Tamiya, I believe it's flat clear or matte clear. Looks really nice. I've been doing a lot of gloss lately, so I, um, I tried something a little different here going back real quick to the jeep i also cleared that with my typical krylon polyurethane clear and um that process really took in the clear it's kind of almost it seems porous in a way but it's got a texture to it but i kind of like it so excuse me it's almost a satin look in a way but so yeah the integra though it's got that flat matte Whichever one, I believe it's a flat clear. I forget, I'm, I'm new to the Tamiya products and kind of new to their kits, so. But I do like their products so far. Their tape's great, can't, can't go wrong there. I can't, com- I can't uh, complain at all. So yeah, that's how I do my trim. Um, moving along, uh, i got some wheels from Northwind Customs that he sent me a while back ago. They've got the Honda badge in the middle. I believe they're the JDM version of the Type R, uh, Integra Type R wheels, if I'm not mistaken. I also have a couple of nitrous bottles from him. I'm gonna be placing where the passenger seat would go. Um, I'm gonna be doing also some air ride suspension. I have some printed airbags in the decompressed um fashion from yeah iceman collections i've got those ready to rock i made a air com- i made an air tank for those out of two nitrous bottles again i put them bottom to bottom and glued them i've done this before with the civic a while back ago and then i fill in that that void with super glue over and over and over again sanding in between coats of super glue um it's a really good filler for 3d parts i've noticed they sand about the same whereas polystyrene seems to sand out quicker than the super glue when i've used it but that's where i use sprue sprue goo now which is just uh plastruck bondine which edgar is now offering it in his scale rider store um as of recently and then some sprue of your choice put it in a glass bottle with the lid that's airtight and you have you some sprue glue there sprue goo but anyways i used super glue on the on the air tank got it all nice and ready for prime and paint um i scratch built a compressor i used a 3d printed one also from northwind customs as a reference right right there a uh, physical reference try to match it up as best as i could with a couple of changes purposefully made there but that was really fun you can also find that video of that construction on my page a lot of my processes i like to put up in video form it's a good time and if someone can learn from it i'm happy so um there's that uh i made that compressor i also have uh, the rear, the rear of the interior is pretty much ripped apart. Uh, I took, well, it's, it's rebuilt now, but I took the rear seats out and created a double tiered platform, so to speak, um, where I'm going to put the air tank for the suspension on the lower platform, and then there just so happens to be two nubs that match the front strut bar in length above where the rear struts would go. So I'm going to put a rear strut bar across that second higher platform and all that's covered in diamond plate two different versions diamond plate and i also covered the passenger floor and the driver floors in diamond plate as well so it's turned out pretty good um someone gave me the idea to do the interior to match the exterior so i might do that that was mike Northwind again he said it could look kind of like a fiberglass um rendition for the interior so i might do that i think that would look good it's gonna just be wild wild looking overall once it's done so i might as well go all out <laughs> so on top of that what else do i have going i've got all the versions of wings here there's about it comes with three versions of wings um you have your three-piece single tier wing it's got the two side pieces and then the, the middle section then you have your short kind of wide low profile wing and then the type r wing so i have two sets of the three piece wings so the first one i matched the ends to the vehicle and then the middle section i used from carbon i got recently from the scale rider store some yellow carbon and i wrapped it in that and that was actually my first win at a carbon attempt i've I've tried a few hoods and um i've had some fails along the way I've, i've wasted a whole sheet so far so i'm trying not to waste any more product And, um, yeah, I got that one wrapped up, and I have a couple blemishes where I may have gave it a little bit too much rubby rub um, during application, so... But that gave me the idea to pull out three more wings and and just have them interchangeable and just do photos with different wings when it's all said and done. So I'm starting the process with another three-piece, which I won't wrap in carbon, and then the the low-profile and the Type R wing. I've got those ready to go almost for some candy yellow, so um let's see what else oh back back to interior i also took a gt40 race seat out of a spare kit that i ruined a body on um i also have the rotors and calipers from that kit that fit in those wheels i'm going to use those and i'll do a straight pipe exhaust which i uh like to make from scratch with the styrene rod That's another tip I can share real quick. Um, I used to use a lighter to heat the rod and bend it. And I used to use, um, what do you call it? (laughs) Um, Sorry, I used to use tube instead of rod. And the tube will crumple on you if you heat it up and bend it too far. Um, It stretches easier. So, <clears throat> yeah, I learned to use rod, and I also learned to use a candle tea light. Um, you can use both your hands at that point um, to make bends super easy. So, um, that is what I used for. That is what I'll use for the custom exhaust. That's also what I used for the going back to the interior again. Uh, the half cage that I built that just goes behind the seat and <clears throat> across the top. Um, I was going to do a full cage, but the seat is a little big, it's a little wide, it was a little tall, so uh, I was just fighting the room there, I was fighting the visors that are part of the glass, Um, took an old Integra piece of, 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 or glass part, and I attempted to see what I could do to make room for a full cage, you know, going across the top in front of the driver, and then down the sides but it just lacks room and i was also going to boost it and since i'm not you know it doesn't really call for a full cage so a couple of nitrous bottles half cage a little racy airbag is a little unrealistic as far as the suspension setup would go but it's all good um there's no rules involved in this little side build-off so just going a little crazy (laughs) Um, I personally have always wanted airbag set up in a vehicle of mine. <clears throat> I never got that far, so I do I do enjoy putting them in at scale. So there's that. Um, yeah, so half cage. I think that sums up the interior. Holy smokes! Um, we'll see where it goes. Uh, what else do we have here? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I'll do a custom intake. I'm going to take off the intake pipe from the intake manifold there, use some some sprue again, some just tree sprue, or parts sprue rather, parts tree, sprue, whatever you want to call it, and uh, create a custom cold air intake, hopefully. If not, at least a ram air, similar to the Civic I did as well. Um, A lot of similarities between the two kits for sure. Uh, So I'll do that. Also, going back real quick to the... (laughs) Going back and forth and all over the place. Going back to that custom uh, scratch-built compressor. You'll see in the video if you check it out. But I also just used the basics there. I used polystyrene sheet. Real thin stuff. Not the thinnest, but... Maybe a couple of millimeters there. And, um... Yeah. Regular... Parch tree there. It's all used. And then for the little nub for the air um, fitting. I just melted a piece of sprue and stretched it and then cut out the, the smallest part of it there. Got it right to the width I wanted and then let it cool off. Cut that out. You'll see. But, uh, it's really fun. I I like to scratch build parts. The 3d printing is awesome and I don't want it to go anywhere. I think it's a benefit to the community for sure in so many ways, but I think scratch building is important too. Um, I, I personally really enjoy it. I'm not I'm not that great at it, but just little bits and pieces as you go. Just try this and that. You can't really. Um, I don't know. It seems to me like it's just no real loss trying because you're just gonna learn. So. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Uh, what else? And I think when it's all said and done, I'll throw a photo etch plate frame on the back. But I think that pretty much sums up the progress and the plans and then the freestyles that will happen in between. So, <clears throat> yeah, really enjoying this build though. <clears throat> I've had ideas come and go for it, which is natural. So, um, let's see here. Uh, speaking of build offs again, um, check out the SEMA build off coming into an end on December 4th. I did not personally enter that one, but uh, we're seeing a lot of. Nice builds pop up in the chats, and uh, they'll be posted here soon, so check that out. Um, I haven't uh, dropped the hammer on a SEMA build yet. I don't know. I think it's beyond my skill set. I'm not sure. We'll see. Maybe I'll join next year. <clears throat> but keep your eyes peeled for that one. And uh, the new Now or Never Build Off theme will be Mustangs versus Camaros. And um, uh, going back real quick, because that's what we're doing here today is a dance. Um, model car build-off will be taking December off. Just so you guys know, we'll be starting back up again in January. So just a quick reminder there. Back to the never now or never build-off <laughs> uh, Mustang versus Camaro theme. I picked a Camaro. Many of you know, no, I'm not the biggest Chevy fans. Don't take it personal. <laughs> um, just, just I've always been a Dodge and Ford guy. But um, I have respect for all vehicles. It's just not my cup of tea. But I have this 2017 Camaro here that I got uh, during the clearance at Hobby Lobby recently. It was like $7. So I grabbed that up real quick. And I was up in the air about building it or 69 Revell ss uh so i picked this one because it looks like it just needs a little bit more love on the body the molds a little bit more messy and uh the body's a bit wide compared to the chassis so it's uh, a little warped out but nothing i can't manage but i just figured out I'll, I'll be up for the challenge i'll save the camaro for later so and there were a lot of Mustangs joining at first So I was like, ah I kind of felt committed to the Camaro idea So I won't go too crazy with it I figure I will Lower it Maybe put some wheels on it um, I like the wheels that it comes with um, I I personally will, I'll try to use the kit wheels If they look good If there's options And there's a set in there that might look good And, and maybe I don't have a set of wheels that would And there you go um, this one I have a c- couple sets that may work for it, but I may save them and then use the stocks. We'll see. I'll give it a drop. We'll see what uh, goes on with uh, any kind of power additions. But I keep things pretty simple. I go with the stock powerhouse most of the time from the kit. I have yet to put a printed piece in a engine bay yet, but I'll get there. <laughs> I'm just Little by little, I'm just uh, learning slowly, I guess, and try not to go too crazy too fast so I don't overwhelm myself. But it's all about uh, just giving it a try. So I'll come around. It comes with a pretty decent motor from what I've learned anyway. So I might, uh, hey, throw some nitrous in it. <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe I'll throw a bottle in there. Um, what else? Mm, I'm going to go out, I'm going to try to do something cool with the paint again (laughs) uh we'll see, I have a couple things in mind so I'm excited to get to that, I'm going to start with the body I don't know yet I'm deciding here, in fact this evening if I want to go all out and finish the Integra and then move on to the Camaro, or if I want to put the Integra on hold and then do the Camaro from start to finish and then go back, um I can usually build pretty quickly so I don't know though I might go back and forth I'm the type of guy that likes to just work on one thing at a time get it started get it finished and move on to the next like an assembly line type of thing but I might have to shift gears from time to time on these I have the space so why not we'll see play it by ear freestyle it so so I guess that about sums it up. I'll cut this loose here. Shout out to all you guys out there. Shout out to the new builders too, that we've been seeing in both build-offs. Um, lots of new faces. Um, lots of people coming back into the hobby or just starting up. It's, it's good to see, so. Um, we're here to help. Um, if anyone ever needs help, there's a lot of people out, out here that'll help guide you along you know for success so um, I can attest to that so uh, yeah shout outs to everybody shout out to you Edgar thanks again for having me on always a pleasure and um, I'm glad I was able to share a few of my processes with you guys and give you a little update on what's been done and what's coming along and uh yeah that's about it guys take care out there and be safe and build on
1: thank you brandon for handling that first part of the podcast i'm your host 65 Lokes. we are at 193 i'm driving right now it's raining actually it's on the commute so in case if you hear water drops in the background it's just the, the rain uh, yeah, it's like early morning right now, so I'm just like heading out. And today's uh, December second, two-year uh, store anniversary. So today marks two years of operation of Scalewriters.com, and it's just kind of crazy um, thinking back how fast time has passed. That's what trips me out. Is like you know before, when I used to think about years, it used, that used to seem like, man, that's that's like a long time, when you think about one, two, even five, up to five years, but now it's, you know, that seems to be, like it's, like time just flies, that it doesn't seem to be so long, you know, that's the, one of the things that's kind of crazy in that perspective, but, uh, but here we are today, uh, two years, uh, still... Planning, still trying to see, you know, what is the next uh, thing that we need to do in order to uh, progress and grow as a business. Because it just—it never ends. It doesn't stop, you know. And and definitely, you do want to grow, but you also want to provide your customers with what they're looking for. You know, whether it's products, uh, the tools, uh, information. You know sharing builds all these things that that just tie everything in together with the community so i just want to tell everybody thank you for the your support of the company if it wasn't for you you know it, it wouldn't be like doing what it's doing right now you know it wouldn't have expanded with its products and brands uh, but yeah, thanks to you guys and also for spreading the word too and recommending the business to other fellow modelers or even just um, people that are getting into the hobby, you know. That's pretty cool, right there. And um, so, yeah, as um, last night, I, re- I did record some audio clips, you know, uh, to accompany this episode. And I had uploaded the episode, but I don't know what happened. Like, Something's up, so I was just like, you know what, right now I'm driving. Why not just take advantage of this moment and record, you know, and um, and see if I could possibly just um, fix what needs to be fixed and and apply this this section to episode. So we'll see what's up. I don't know, Um, but yeah, right, right now it's like, man, it's a lot of cars right now a little bit of traffic, you know, obviously due to the rain and, you know, it it rarely has been raining out here, so when it does, it's like, kind of like, oh, damn, you know, like, oh, you're back, missed you, you know, so, uh, but I hope you guys are doing good, I hope the holiday, you know, you guys had a good holiday, Thanksgiving that just passed, and I mean, it, this year's pretty much done, you know, it's, it's, um, kind of a trip, as to all the things that have passed, you know, within this year. But also, I hope that you guys can reflect and see the accomplishments that you've made throughout the year in your builds, you know, whether it's you stepping out of your comfort zone or being in your comfort zone, but still, you know, just mastering and perfecting the craft of what is it that you're doing. You know, because I know everybody each one of you has an ability, you guys all have a skill, uh, something that in these builds is like your your favorite part. You know, I know so each one of you has a favorite part in your build that you know when you step to that part, that section, that's the section that you thrive. That's the section that you're like, yes, like I can't wait to do this just because it brings pleasure to my eyes, to myself, like, seeing what I'm doing, bringing this to life, because every time I'm doing this, I have success, and I'm just very happy with the way it looks after, you know, um, and those are the, you know, those are the, those pluses during those builds, Is just having that right there, you know, um, And I guess we already have to know in our minds, you know, that these are model kits and not all the pieces are going to fit together all the times. You know, there's always going to be some type of uh, issue along the way, but we always just got to be tested to figure out, you know, how are we going to get out of this? How are we going to figure this out? You know, how am I going to bring my vision of this kid because like, most of us already have a vision in mind of how you want that car to look at, in the end whether you found that inspiration through a photo online or in a magazine you know you might be looking through some old back issues and you come across a car that you're like Man, I, I just really love the design on that car. Just the way it's sitting there, the paint job, or it could be a photograph, you know, from a, a family car, a car that used to pertain, you know, to your family before it was sold. You know, it could be your uncles, your fathers, grandfathers, and 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 now you pretty much want to uh, bring that car to life, you know, just to have a little replica of it in your home and it's always good to have that vision at the end because it's like having that visual you know it's like having that visual to the finish line like you already know you see yourself getting it done and and as you're building the car you keep going until you reach that point where you know like alright dope I, I reached it you know it's done this is the way I wanted it to look, <clears throat> and if you ever reach like a a part in the build where you realize like, man, this isn't, um, I'm not liking it, you know. It might be frustrating, or you're just what well, you have in vision isn't coming out, you know. And and those are the those times, when you're being tested, right there. You're being tested, like, damn, I gotta got to figure this out, you know, and, and that's when you start to hit up your buddies or friends, model mates, um, you know, crew members to see what's up, and now the interesting thing is there's just, like, you, you know, like, people's specialty and ability, too, like, if you start to really think about it, and you look on your, If you're on Instagram, you know, your friends or people that you follow, you'll notice that out of all the modelers, everybody has like some specialty, you know, um, some people are just well-rounded all around, but there's some that like, they, they stick to one thing and it's just like, it's mind blowing every time they do it. And it's cool that you're not that far away from just sending them a message to, um to, you know, present the issue of, like, what you're going through, what you're trying to achieve, and for them to, uh, uh shed some light on that and, and provide some information on it, you know, because we're, we're always seeking information, you know, we, we never stop learning, we're always just trying to figure stuff out, trying to figure it out, like, oh, how, how can I get it to look like that, or, or, hey, man, what, what material or what, you know, what piece right there did you use for that you know and all that information is out there all we're doing is uh, hunting down those puzzle pieces you know putting it all together we're just searching for them out there and that's the challenge that that we like It's it's fun you know being in that hunt trying to see like like oh man you know And sometimes these projects take years, too. You know, you never know how long your project's going to take. Like, when you open that model kit, and you start prepping it, or you start putting in that work, you really don't know what's going to happen within that time frame, because there might be, uh, you know, uh, either a a part that you just cannot find, or maybe you, you have to put it away because of the frustration But you realize, like, you know what? I'm not at that level yet. Like, I haven't graduated to that next level to be able to execute what I want to do. So, I better just put it away now. Work on other builds. And, you know, let's just say within six months, you go through a couple builds or one build. You learn what you need to learn. Now you feel like you graduated to that next level, and then you're like, alright, now let me go back and revisit that other build that I had put away a while back, just to see, um, you know, where I'm at with it, and then sometimes you find yourself, like a year later, two years later, realizing like, oh, I, I know exactly where I left off, I know what was happening, what I was lacking in, Now I know what I need to do to, to like, just jump back in there and get this done. And then it becomes a breeze. And you realize, man, good thing I waited. I'm glad I waited. And the same could happen to, like, parts. Like, whether it's, like, wheels or a 3D printed part. Maybe a a body kit of some sort. It could be something that you're, you're just waiting. And then you realize dude this part just came out or look like, so and so just released this or like Iceman just came out with this engine you know gavin low model car parts just came out with these wheels you know there's could be all these like different things that you go yo this is what i've been looking for finally someone created it it's available and let me just go right ahead and pick that up and now it's gonna fit together with my model you know, I've, I've had that experience in the past where I was, um, I had this like 1965 Impala. It was going to be a radical build. Um, like, I, I guess it's kind of an homage to like the Local 64. Um, and at the time, I mean, just that excitement of knowing, oh, okay, I'm going to cut it here, here, here. And then kind of putting it together and, and seeing it. Um, Have its function, but also in the back of our mind, knowing like, yeah, like I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this car this year because all all this stuff, I'm just, I, I know I'm not at that level. My skill level ain't up like this. Because let's just say I get the body work done and everything on this car. I, at that time, I just didn't know and had no experience with airbrushing or mixtures of paints um, experience with laying down flake or candy or anything pearls so that was very unknown uh, to me so I had to put that model away I still have the model to this day not too long ago I, I pulled that model out and I was just I guess I just pulled out a bunch of builds that I had in this big box, and I started—I um, guess—doing like a, a reconcile, re- like a reconcile, you know, going through everything, opening one by one, um, just kind of staring at the project and getting back into that mindset of that I had at that time period. Because it almost feels like whatever thoughts and whatever ideas you have in that build the minute you close that box they stay in there and when you stare at the box from the exterior you kind of get a glimpse but until you fully open it and you pull everything out you get the full picture so when I had pulled everything out you know I was uh, putting I took everything out and I started putting parts back in one by one you know some of the trees that I didn't even mess with the glass put all that stuff back Everything else that was loose, I was staring at it. And I was going like, all right, now at this point, I know I don't need this. I don't need this. So I started tossing little parts or just things that I knew, like, I just don't need this. So I'm not even going to use this at all, ever. Um, and then as far as um, the the main pieces that I, I really do need, those were being placed in into the box. And when I finally got to the body... And I was looking at the doors and realized how um, I was I cut out the doors so I have the exterior part of the door and then for the interior part I was also using the stock door and for like the door jams and all that Um, at that time I didn't know how to fill that in or use styrene you know I wasn't using styrene at the time so I just used Milliput and I, I placed, like, a big piece of Milliput in there. And I just, like, while it was wet I, and mixed, I squeezed it. So I filled in all that area. And then I got, um, like, sculpting tools. And I shaped the door jams and all this stuff. So what ended up happening is that it just made that door really, like, heavy for the model. So when you would open the door, the door would kind of bend down, like, hang down. And, and it was due to that weight. At the time, I mean, I thought, oh, this is the way you do it. But now, at this point, it's like, no, that's not... I mean, you could do that, but that w- that's not the route I want to take, you know. I, I was taught to do it a different way, using styrene to fill all that in. And what was crazy is for the inside of the doors, I was using the stock, um, you know, the, the inside of the doors, and I was I was just telling myself, like, if this is a radical build, you would not be using that, the stock interior, like, especially on the doors, like, you just won't. If, if you're going all out to, you know, customize a radical build from the outside, the inside should also be customized as well, a one-of-a-kind kind of thing, you know? Um, so, I... This you know, provoked me to go get my my nippers and and these other cutters that were a little bit more heavy duty and I just went in there and I just started like um, going at it like cracking away on on the uh, on the milliput since it was already dry and kind of old it just broke off Um, you know, it took a while but everything came off smoothly and and then the wiring also that I was using to hinge, uh, the doors, the front hood, even the trunk, um, a, lo- a lot, of these parts were, um, uh, on the hinges, it was, like, bendable wire, so it wasn't even, like, piano wire or anything like that, anything solid, it was just very soft, and kind of thick, too, so, um, you know, it just goes to show, I, you know, at the time, I didn't know any better, um, but, within time, you know, you learn, And I I honestly wouldn't have been that happy, like, with the build if I would have, like, attempted to complete it. I already know it would have been, like, a solid color. Um, You know, it would have been just too plain. Nothing too crazy. And, you know, oh, and another thing, too. It also had, like, I left the Impala emblems on it and all that. And now, like, I'm like, no, all that would be shaved off like, there would be no reason to even have that on there, because you want this to look really clean and smooth, and not to have anything, like, stock, stock like that, you know, but it looks odd, um, once in a while, you'll see it on some cars, where they're, it's like a lowrider build, and it has, you know, some customization in there, but then you see, like, big emblems, or something like that, and you're like, what the heck, like, it would look so doper if none of that would have been in there if it would have been just shaved off smooth and even if they take it off you got some holes in there so um, there's just a lot of thinking that goes behind uh, a lowrider build or even a custom car but um, I know from building like the lowrider cars it's definitely like a lot of planning that needs to be done ahead of time um, like, you already need to know, you know, what kind of wheels and everything that you're going to be uh, using for that particular build. And I, I guess it's like that, really, with any build, you know. Um, a lot of planning is involved. But I know for, uh, from doing, like, the <clears throat> the Loiter model cars, <clears throat> there was a lot of things that I learned uh, from that. It like a, there's like a certain skill set that it shows you, because um, there is a lot of pressures with it. You know, you, you want to definitely do like a really clean look of a car, make it look elegant, that it all just like flows together. And you know, when when I started diving into like custom cars, and you know that that was that's like very exciting, because you're seeing all this stuff in. In the magazines and, and seeing other customizers doing their take on it and when you start to stepping into that stage you know it, it just it's more research it's more like school right there and then you realize how with that's those style of builds that's another skill set as well that you start to learn but at the same time You start to feel a relief of freedom, um, a relief that like these cars, sometimes they don't even have to be completely done. When you go to a show, a lot of the times you see these cars where they're fabricated with the chopped roofs and everything, and they're not even painted yet. Like they still, you can still see the steel on them. So, they're, they're just showcasing you, like, all these modifications that they did to the car. Which makes it very pleasing and and also acceptable. And as time goes, you know, you, you see the progression on it. And and there's really no, like, rules or no one really saying, like, hey, you know, oh, that car's not being done right. Or, it's supposed to be like this. Everybody just does their own thing. Which I thought is, like super awesome. And um with it too, it's like you uh when you see these cars already like in their full like all right it's gonna get ready to paint sometimes you see it and it's like the car gets its like its primer done and then later you see them lay like the like a base coat and, and it could be like like some like a pearl color and it just looks very beautiful and elegant seeing it with a solid color Mm. then over time you start to see it evolve where they start you know maybe adding flames to it scallops I don't know whatever whatever that's going to flow with that car Uh, maybe some like a pattern of some sort whatever the uh, the owner or the artist wanted on it you know uh, and it's kind of the same with the models like you could be uh, <clears throat> showcasing this build in the primer stage and it looks amazing you know and then you start adding your colors and everything bringing it to life and even that's like really cool but just doing the the research seeing photos on like Google you see all these mods that people do and using like headlights from other cars and taillights and stretching this out expanding that out and you're like what the hell like it's always a why didn't i think of that that's that's what i always kind of think of when i think of custom cars that the customers are always like man why didn't i think of that like that looks dope and and that's fun you know and and i feel like the the transition from lawyers to customs, I really enjoyed. And then um, later, I found myself diving into the the world of like import Japanese cars. You know, I started to to see more of these like JDM builds and be like, man, these look awesome. You know, Um, I would see these, but I, I really didn't. Look too much deep into it, and once you start looking into it, you start to see like, oh wow, this is like a whole another plate, like playing field right here. There's a whole like another skill set where I always appreciated, um, you know, seeing builds from like Luke. He's he's one of the members from like Low Ballers, and like seeing um, how his stuff. When I used to go to some of their meets, how he would like build his cars and, you know, scratch build the engine. A lot of stuff was being scratch built back at that time. Yeah, I want to guess it might have been around 2018, 2019, the year where I started to uh, see, you know, a lot of these import tuner cars, how clean they look. the the presentation on them but then also all this detail I was going into it so during the research you start to find out that uh you know some of these kits that they're using to build these cars you know they're they're considered a curbside they don't come with an engine they don't come with all these like various parts and and that's where that appreciation kicks in and you go damn like these dudes are crazy. Like all the uh, work they're putting into this, and like they're they're filling in, and and they're bringing this to life. Like all these uh, areas that the model doesn't come with, you know. For the most part, the hoods are always closed or they're glued on, and the and this dude's like cutting it open. He's setting it up. You can see the engine and everything, and this is way before 3D printing you know, the engines, or, or some other aftermarket products, <clears throat> you could tell this was, like, being scratch-built, like, on there, and, I mean, now it's, it's a trip, because I look at, like, Luke's Instagram page, and he's, now he's at that stage where, like, he's currently building an Acura, and that, that body was, that model was, like, 3D-printed, like the full thing. So it's going to be interesting to just to see what he does with that, putting it together. Um, You know, pushing, he's pushing himself right there to do it, which is dope, you know? And, and I, I know for sure he's going to, he's going to keep coming out with more, printing out more stuff and, and putting all that together um, right there. You know, and you know, the, the more I started to explore, I started to see, uh, everybody else that was doing it in the community, and how clean the work was, and everything, and, and I saw all that as a challenge, because I was like, "Wow, like I, I'm not used to this." Like, you know, I know there's some similarities in the build, but with like low wider stuff, as far as like the, the, the clears and other things like that. But there's also so many other things that are that play into this, you know, and. I guess some of the excitement was gathering up some of those aftermarket products, like the ones from Zoom On and, and other companies. That I was kind of like, you know, what makes this kind of special is being able to uh, know what you want to do, how you want to execute it, but also knowing that those products are out there to get to this way. Uh, work on this building and, and put it together, you know, and, and it's always nice when you, when you step out of what you, you're used to knowing and getting into something else, another genre, and, because, um, you know, you're expanding your horizons, you're expanding, you know, your, your, uh, your skill set and everything, and, um, and that's where I felt, I fell in love with it even more, I was like, man, this is, this is so dope, um, In my my bench, like, I have a mix of cars that I built that I like staring at, and I always get inspiration from it. Like, I have my low rider builds. I also have custom car build, and then, as well as some of the import, and exotic, I guess the, the Lambo would be considered more on the exotic side. Just... Just chilling right there, you know. And I just like looking at them. It takes me. It just takes me back to like being in those mindsets of working on those cars. And some of them, I'm still continuing. They're not done. And I'm still like, oh, I'm gonna go back and like change this. I still feel like like things can still be like. It's not too late to change anything. On these cars you know even on some of them i could say oh these are considered done but if down the road something else pops up i might uh like switch it up right there you know yeah who knows uh what else i'll get into later i know uh i'm always like looking to see what else i want to get myself into uh to just learn and, uh, and absorb it like a sponge you know because i know a lot of things are, are going to be beneficial. Uh, so this way when I go back in full circle and, and work on a low rider build, I'm going to pretty much every everything I learned throughout this time, bring it back and be able to execute and practice it on this like low rider build. You know, that I'll be doing like in the future. And I hope you guys, you know... To kind of reflect. And and maybe some of you guys could relate to some of this. Of what I'm talking about. Right here. You know. Um, Because like I said before. There's always like. A favorite part in this build. And those other parts that we might dislike. We need to figure out a way. To. Make that like our favorite. You know. Because. I know there's always going to be a section in the build. That we don't like. We either find it very boring, or we just, or it just feels never-ending. Like you're never gonna get out of that forest, you know. And we just need to figure out a way to get out of there, and or be in it but like it, you know. So this way, every uh, section in the build, we're definitely gonna be uh, into right now. Um, man, I don't know if you guys could, uh, hear my windshield wipers right now. I'm starting to hear the noise. And I'm thinking, Dan, I wonder if you guys can hear it. It's, like, very foggy. It's drizzling. Right now, there's all these cars now that, like, are out. And it's, like, 7 a.m., so, I mean, everyone's trying to get to work. You can see it. Everyone's on their way somewhere. Or maybe some people got off work and just going home. But, yeah, it's, like, really, really, uh... Kind of dark out here Right now Um, Another thing I wanted to mention Is NNL West So next year We got the NNL West coming up In the month of January I believe it's on the 21st Of January at the Santa Clara Convention Center And that show um, What I want to let you guys know Is that I have submitted My payment Uh, towards a vendor table and I'm just waiting for confirmation so as of right now it's still tentative I'm just waiting to hear back um, if I do get granted a vendor table and I do get confirmation that everything's a go green light uh, I will make my announcement that I will be at O West 2023 and that's gonna be exciting because this will be the first time that I will be there vending been there at the show many times in the past but never as a vendor so this would definitely be a different take on it um, I know it's gonna be hard to step out of the vendor booth to look at builds If the opportunity presents itself, I will go ahead and do that. But if not, you know, I'm going to have to kind of just chill um, in my vendor area and, uh, you know, just help out as many people as I can uh, while I'm there. So I'm excited. So once that, you know, I get notice of that, I'll let you guys know. But as of right now, you know, it's just throwing it out there. Um, I hope you guys can make it. You know, I haven't, you know, I haven't talked to anybody about it. Like, regarding, like, are you going? You know, did you already book your flights, your hotel, and all that? I haven't talked to anybody about that. Um, So, because I don't know. I don't know yet. But this year, if uh, if I get that green light, then then it's a go. We are going to be there for sure. And then February. There's gonna be a model show, a local one in Southern California called Model Fest, which would be in uh, Ventura, California. That's a show <clears throat> that I'm also uh, planning to vend as well. Um, payment has been sent out to that too. So just waiting to hear back for that. And if everything's a go, then uh, I'll be there. That This will be in, at the end of February. Can't remember the date as of right now Because I don't have the flyer in front of me But it will be going down in February And and I'll uh, I'll give some promotion to that too On the future uh, Podcast episodes So that's another show uh, That I recommend if you guys can come out to that You know It's out in Ventura, uh, California And um, I'll keep you guys posted for other future shows You know One of the goals for the business is definitely to have a presence. I I do want to have more of a presence at these shows. I missed a lot of shows last year, uh, but now this year, you know, uh, one of the goals is to be, to try to be at as many shows as possible, you know? I know I can't promise every show, but the ones that, that fit into the schedule you know, I'm definitely gonna, uh, you know, see about being there to uh, to vent, you know, and I, and I guess once I find out, then, and everything's good, then I, I have to start to uh, prep, you know, what I'm taking, what I'm gonna take, things of that nature, you know, the planning, everything, just to execute it, get there a day before, hang out, Uh, be already in the area, stay out there, next day wake up early, go get set up, Uh, you know, enjoy the show, once it's all done, pack up, and it's time to go home, you know, it's like a five to six hour drive for me, so it's going to be one of those things where time's going to be very critical if I want to arrive, like, cool, you know, like, not i mean it's gonna be late by the time i get home but you know what i mean just so to say i'm not all like tired and stuff like that and um also um we uh are gonna be receiving pretty soon maybe it's today i'm tracking it it's already here in california but uh zoom on parts <clears throat> so zoom on i had a restock on a lot of parts especially the engines I mean, those things, as soon as I received them, I mean, they they sold out really fast. And I uh, ordered more, so they're going to be here soon. So if you're looking for that, uh, definitely uh, keep your eyes peeled because I will be updating the site as soon as I get them in. So I have a zoom-on order that um, has just come in. And then I also have um, a lot of other uh detail parts that came in uh like detail master stuff has come in there's also uh a brand top studio that's come into the store as well some really nice like uh uh braided lines that are in there and uh toggle switches uh that you could use with your models especially if you're doing like a lowrider, you could even use those little switches um on there um a lot of different things, you know. Right now, it's it's more about, you know, I'm listening to what you guys are wanting, looking for, and you know, if I'm able to get it, it's gonna it's gonna come into the store, you know. Uh, definitely expanding the the detail parts section, all the aftermarket parts and products. Uh, those are that that is expanding and do expect more brands to come in as well uh the same with like the tools um there are going to be more brands coming in uh restocks as well because i know there's there's certain brands that i'm like super low on and and that's also going to be expanding right there uh the and and the same with the model kits Uh, You know, with the Aoshima stuff, uh, I just recently put in an order with them. With my distributor, it's going to be arriving sometime this month. With what they currently have in stock. And I did more of a mix of different kits. So, it wasn't like... Like before, like, oh, I'm only going to get like four different kits. And, you know, quantity of like six to ten or whatever. No, it it was more... I wanted to... uh, expand the selection but limiting the quantity on them so this way there's more of a selection um, in there to keep things a bit more interesting and you know all the pre-order stuff will be arriving later um you know i keep checking in with them regarding that and they keep saying now they've told me they're expecting something between december and january Um, And that could change, too. I'm not sure, you know. Um, It's out of their control because a lot of this stuff is shipped in containers. It's coming in a boat. And, you know, who knows how backed up they are out there at sea or in the docks. All those little things, like, you know, fit into it. So, but when they do receive it, you know, I'm definitely going to be picking a lot of that stuff up and getting it in. Uh, for the store right there for for some of the pre-orders that I've gotten. and I guess when I like in the future like if I announce you know a pre-order like a new pre-order, I'm gonna set the date of the Japan release, but I'm also gonna set the date of when we're expected. So I'm gonna basically be adding like three to four months ahead as to uh, when it arrives because that's kind of the estimation of how long it takes. To arrive here with all these delays that have been going on since the pandemic, uh, so hopefully, those things change, you know. Especially especially now, I mean, we're ordering, we're you know, every, not only is the U.S. like a big consuming uh, company of products, but other countries too. There's a lot of other countries that are becoming very big on consuming products. And, you know, a lot of this is due to the social media, the internet, just people having this access into seeing what's out there and now seeing that, hey, you know, a lot of stores ship worldwide and you can get stuff, everything. So, um, I don't know why there's still kind of a lack of like inventory of it taking so long to arrive from wherever it's coming from, you know, it, it should, at this point, it should be coming in fast especially, you know, um, if people want to make these cells, but I don't know, Well, we'll just see what's up as we go forward, um, but hey, this is, uh, 65 Lokes checking out, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, 193, thank you, Brandon, Brando Commando, yeah, thank you again, man, for, uh, handling that, uh, first segment of the podcast, I hope you guys enjoyed it, take care, please, uh, keep on building and share the podcast you know with the with your community your friends you know let spread word let people know and you know for any any of your model needs please visit please visit skillwriters.com all right guys peace out take care